God bless you all. I am so happy that you are listening and that you are here to receive this beautiful message that God has prepared for us today. I am beyond excited. Like, I can't even say that the way that I feel right now to give this message is excitement. It's something beyond that. I am just ecstatic. I am, oh my goodness, so filled of joy because God has prepared a beautiful, beautiful message for you guys and for me, even while writing it. Oh my goodness, every word just slapped me in the face. So I am excited that you guys are here and willingly listening. So I hope that God reaches out to your hearts and your minds and that he's able to help you come back to him because that is the point of the series is to help you come back to him. What's crazy is that this series pretty much came out of nowhere on Sunday night. I had already had a topic I was planning on pursuing, but while I was at church, God broke me. And what I mean by that is that he grabbed onto what was most vulnerable in my heart and he just held me as he detached me from the things that I idolized and allowed to distort my spiritual vision. As I cried, I literally felt myself come alive again. So that night, I listened to this song called Pablo y Silas, which is based on Paul and Silas from the Bible. I had listened to this song for the past several weeks, almost every day, because I am absolutely in love with the song. I think it's beautiful, but I never applied the lyrics to myself. When I searched up the lyrics, one specific line stood out to me, and it said, El velo que impedía tu presencia en mi vida se rompió. Now translated, that means the veil that prevented me from having your presence in my life is broken. I finally felt this lyric. The veil represents all of my attachments and things that contaminated my mind and heart, that veil held me back from putting God on the throne of my heart. Now it is broken because I let him in. And God kept telling me, all you had to do was come back to me. I spent so much time, guys, whining on how distant I felt from God. I literally let it be an excuse for why I did not come back to God. And turns out, all I had to do was run back to him vulnerably and wholeheartedly. So I pray that this inspires your mind to come to its own realization about where you are on your walk with Christ. What veil has separated you from meeting with the presence of God? What is holding you back from making the decision to pursue your call and relationship with him? Why won't you come back? Please write these questions down and answer them wholeheartedly. And if you're listening, pause the podcast and tell God, tell him straight up, just say it out loud, what is holding you back from coming back to him? 
These are actions that may seem small and meaningless, but the fact that God will lower his ear to listen to you from his throne is not small and meaningless. Never let the enemy convince you that any step towards God isn't enough. All he wants is that your relationship with God fails. The enemy has motive. His goal is to either provoke the feeling to give up on God or always make sure that you never actually have intimacy with God. He always chooses two extremes. If you notice, in order for these extremes to be successful, they require someone to not know God. For me, to give up on God or never have true relationship with Him means that I never knew Him. God is powerful and can transform an open heart, but the enemy knows this, so he works hard by distracting you so you forget God, guilt-tripping you so you avoid God, and scaring you so you doubt God. Forgetting God, avoiding God, doubting God will all work together to hold you back from running to Him. So today, we will focus on how to conquer these veils that prevent us from coming back to God. And before we do, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for providing us with the message that you have prepared. I ask that you help us open our hearts and minds to who you are, Father. We thank you for not just giving us opportunity to come back to you, but for willingly choosing to teach us how to return to the arms of our Father. We thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. Please glorify yourself through this message and reach out to the heart who is listening. In Jesus' name I pray this, amen. All right, guys, so please write down the main verse. It is Psalm 27, verse 8. And I will be reading it in the New Living Translation. It is the NLT version. And it says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. This is our main verse for the entire series. So we will always come back to it. So note it down if you can. I recommend that you read the entire chapter when you get the chance because this is a taste of the vulnerability that Psalm 27 holds. This single verse holds so much desire for God, knowledge of God, and availability for God. The first part says, my heart has heard you say, and we'll pause right there, because how was David able to hear God's voice through his heart? And why does it feel so difficult to hear God's voice through our hearts? This verse is telling us that David's heart has something that allowed God to speak to him. It was an available throne. David always made it clear to God that his heart belonged to God. The throne of his heart was consumed by God, so nothing could distort God's voice because God reigned on the throne of his heart. 
I should have warned you that this was going to be a lot of reflection. So ask yourself, what is on the throne of my heart and what have I allowed to distract me from placing God first? Take note of these things and do something with these realizations. I know that most of us are aware of what our veil or distraction is, but we stay in the stage of acknowledgement, which leads us to forgetting God. Remember this, if God is not dwelling in your heart, then he is simply in your mind. One place is more stable than the other. Everything flows from your heart. Your heart holds on to the things you let in while the things that are in your mind simply pass by. He needs to have a seat in your heart. If we let God stay in our mind and away from the veil hovering over our hearts, well then it is not a relationship. He is simply a distant desire rather than an active passion. The issue with this is that when we remember God, Every ounce of love you forgot you held for him comes flooding back and you develop this adrenaline rush that makes you want to give it all to him. Then you get back to your life and the feeling goes away. And then he's just another distant desire. The fact that he isn't on the throne of your heart takes significance from what he is supposed to be in your life. The only way you can connect with God and come back to Him is by opening your entire heart to Him. For example, at a wedding, it's traditional that the groom lifts the veil over the bride so that he can see her face. This is what God wants to do. Let God see you without the veil. He has the power to break the veil he doesn't even need you to open the veil yourself. Meaning, he doesn't need you to find all the places you need healing in on your own. He knows that you are not the truth, Jesus is. All he asks of you is that you are willing to let the truth in so that he can unveil you and become your active passion by consuming the throne of your heart. Jesus is the way the truth and the life for a reason if we go back to john 4 jesus met with a samaritan woman at the time jews were not meant to be around samaritans jesus still went to speak with her jesus tells the woman that she needs living water that will never leave her thirsty again of course, hearing this, the woman kept asking Jesus, where can I find this living water that he was talking about? Jesus was not talking about real physical water. He was talking about himself. He is the living water that gives eternal life. I give this example because the Samaritan woman had a veil on her heart, a veil that she was unable to break because she herself did not know her own need. Jesus, who is the truth, knew her need, received access to her heart, and broke the veil. She saw her need because she let the truth into her heart.
to hear God's voice in our hearts, he must be in our hearts. And I know that this may sound like the most obvious statement, but some of us are out here questioning God for not speaking, but then we have porn, social media, work, school, friends, music, addiction, or money on the throne of our hearts. So let's continue to earlier's verse. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. This verse concludes that God is asking us to come and talk with him. Sounds simple. Why wouldn't we? If God is asking for us to speak with him, the only thing that would hold us back is if we don't want to. We have all been through the stage where we avoided confrontation with God. A lot of the time, it is because we have fallen into the same sins and we don't want to go back and ask for help again because, well, I did that already and it didn't help me not sin. For some, it is embarrassing to go to God again and again for the same help. For others, the way they assume God will react holds them back from going to Him. The only time these issues occur is when there is no confidence in knowledge or simply no knowledge at all about God. If you think that you should be embarrassed for coming to God again and again, well then you are not seeing God as your car, but you're seeing Him as your gasoline. You see him as what should be giving you strength rather than being your strength. He is not your gas station. Let me clarify again, God is not your gas station. He cannot be where you stop when you feel drained. With this action, you're saying that God expects you to depend on your own abilities and understanding every day until you need a little push and then he'll help you. No. The reason it feels embarrassing is because it is not natural. Therefore, make it your natural action to come to God daily and receive his guidance. Then it won't feel embarrassing when you have to ask for help, especially when you feel distant. If you assume that God will become aggravated with how often you mess up, well then you need a date with grace. You need to understand grace, not just knowing that it opens doors to true repentance, but that it is our gift to help us get back up and focus on Christ. And lastly, if you are avoiding God because you have lost faith in what he can do with you and things he can free you from, well then you have lost sight of his power. You have lost sight in who he is because who he is will remind you of who you are called to be. Never trust in your chain over the chain breaker. When he says to come talk with him, do not ignore his call. Nothing is valid enough to excuse you from the conversation God is calling you to have with him. Confront the veil that has prevented you from maintaining the connection to the presence of God. The longer you avoid him, the less time you will have to connect with him on earth. 
and be used by him to reach out to others who need him too. So pray to him. And lastly, finishing the entire verse, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. My heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Such a quick response, a response filled of eagerness and desire for God, the kind of trust that we need to carry for God. The last veil is doubt. When there is doubt, there's a lack of trust. I know we have all carried doubts in our minds that caused us to refuse to respond to God. You may be waiting for God to remove your doubt and give you reassurance so you can move on in your walk with him. When we give God ultimatums like this, they never end how we want them to end. God does this purposefully so that we learn what true faith is. We cannot go on strike because then we're taking control from the hands of God. The purpose of faith is to trust in something or someone without closure. The enemy gets so many people stuck in this veil because they believe that God owes them closure if he wants them to believe in him. Let me tell you something, God owes you nothing. Do not put your faith on hold because you expect God to give you closure before you continue. God is powerful, merciful, generous, and perfect. His existence is a blessing itself. If you know the God you serve and the place he has in your life, then you will trust in him beyond the reassurance that you want. Amen? All right, and to wrap this up, I want you guys to remember these three veils and what breaks them. Number one, forgetting God is conquered by giving him permanent position in your heart. Two, avoiding God is conquered by having confidence in what you know about him. And three, doubting God is conquered by trusting in who he says he is. Please let God in. Recognize the veil and let him break it so that you can access everything he is because he will be actively living in you. I love you guys so much, and I know this podcast was quite short. I did not expect it to be under 20 minutes, but that is great because hopefully more of you listened and felt more motivated because I get it that like more time tends to make someone's motivation to listen just completely die down. So I hope you guys really applied it to yourselves and use this to help glorify your relationship with God. Please leave me feedback, questions, anything that you guys have for me on my website, or you can text my business number at 813-303-0615. And through that, you can text me pretty much say anything that you want if you really want to give feedback go right ahead I love feedback I feel like it helps me 
continue to do these podcasts in a way that benefits you. So, again, I thank you guys so much for listening, and I really pray that you apply this to your heart. We just dissected a beautiful verse, and I know that it's something that will stain your hearts and stain your minds if you allow it. So, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. And I am so excited to see you guys next Friday for part two of Come Back to Me.